0: Welcome to Procurement Reimagined, a podcast by Gatekeeper. We believe traditional procurement has had its day. The world is changing and our industry needs to change with it. On the podcast, we share the best practices to help you streamline your procurement processes, navigate vendor onboarding, and ultimately get the most value out of your vendor contracts. I'm your host, Daniel Barnes. It feels like I spoke to you A while ago now, and it's great to have you on the podcast. I want to kick us off by asking you to explain what you do as though I'm a five-year-old.
1: Well, what I do these days is to help people to buy things. And those things are pieces of technology, computers, software, the cloud, BPO, business process services, stuff, computer stuff, normally on a reasonably Yeah, normally on a big scale. So companies buying that on a large scale or renewing it when they've bought it before and it's um, that deal's finished up, right? And or helping people to sort things out when the buyer and the supplier of those computer stuff um, has fallen out or it's not going too well. So getting my first aid kit out and repairing the situation. So that's mostly what I do these days. And my team at Horizon 7 working on that day-to-day with lots of customers of ours and helping them to achieve much better results from really reimagining the way that we do technology procurement.
0: Absolutely. And uh, maybe just to linger a little bit on your company, Horizon 7, can you just maybe talk about like the inception of that? I know we briefly spoke about it when we first spoke.
1: And most certainly. So I created Horizon 7 about five years ago. We just had our little birthday. The reason I created Horizon 7 was because having spent quite a little while doing a master's and then a doctorate on technology, buying technology, how to make that work. And then also at the same time, being a practitioner, so CIO, et cetera, trying to use technology and technology outsourcing through the procurement processes. I realized that they really weren't delivering for me. No matter how hard I tried, I never, through the traditional procurement processes by and an RFP, et cetera, I never really ended up with the thing I expected to get. The results never really quite materialized that were promised. And quite often that was a a really disappointing, slow and disappointing process and drove everyone a bit mad. And so I decided to find out why that was and to create a better way. So having done a whole bunch of research, smooshed that together with my practical experience, I reinvented the way that we do technology procurement. So I threw out the RFP. My point of view is that the RFP is dead. It should no longer darken our days because it's a long-winded, expensive, inefficient process that can be done more efficiently. So Horizon 7 is all about executing on that really new, agile, fueled way of doing technology procurement. And so we freely share what we do. We obviously help some customers in our consulting practice, but I like to about what we do and share that widely so that others can also learn from what we have invented. We've also applied the same logic to contracts because I found that having bought stuff through agile procurement that then we landed in the contracting process and old out of date sort of contract contract terms, static inflexible contracts were really not then helpful to leverage all the benefits having gone through the trouble of doing agile type sourcing procurement processes. So we reinvented the contracts as well. Um, and how to do those. So that's what Agile Sourcing is and how Horizon 7 is really sort of trying to tackle a reinvention a reimagination of tech procurement specifically.
0: So Laura, I was just going to say, like (laughs) around the whole RFP point, I was trying to remember the last time I actually personally ran an RFP. And I think it was like back in 2018 I was doing some consultancy work. And we didn't do like a really long-winded, horrendous one. It pretty much took like three weeks, maybe four weeks to to do. But even that, just on reflection of where we are in most businesses now, that's an age, right? That is so, so long. And then like you say, when you get to the end of it, normally your stakeholders that you've told them, oh yeah, we're going to do this really long-winded process. It's going to get us a really good price. It's going to get us the best supplier vendor to come and do whatever it is. They're usually very underwhelmed with whatever is scored the highest. Anyway, there's almost a bit of a fallacy around scoring. So your view is let's move away from RFPs and then we're going to reimagine this with a new agile process in procurement. So can you kind of maybe go into what this looks like, why this is better than an RFP?
1: Well, our data tells us, the industry data tells us that at least 50% of people that go through procurement processes are dissatisfied with the results. And most organizations, yeah, that's a stat when you consider how many billions globally are in the outsourcing spend, 50% of that is effectively classed as disappointing or worse. There's a real need, not just because it takes a while and the results are a bit poor, but there's a real need to change the way that we buy technology because technology is not like buying toilet rolls, paper clips, reels of paper, fire testing services, whatever else that organizations have to buy. It's complex. And in that complexity lies a lot of risk. And so by trying to write down on a piece of paper everything we want and to provide that in a really static frame for a supplier to try and understand remotely and to then come up with a solution that ticks the procurement boxes of how to fill the page in, right? So many words, so many pages, certain shape of solution, The only result that you can possibly get by taking that approach is a price-to-price comparison because you've ended up with apples and apples and apples and apples, right? That's the old procurement saying, comparing apples with apples. We don't want that in technology anymore. We want our suppliers. Customers are always telling me they want suppliers to come up with innovative, creative solutions for their business problems. And yet we're not giving them the opportunity, the platform, the stage to present their ideas in a way that is free of word count. Limitations and sides of A4. Um, quite often, not well-written RFP documents. Quite often, rushed response times. How many times have organisations written an RFP and then cut short because they're late? The amount of time the supplier gets to respond. You know, I've seen suppliers have like a week to respond. None of those things will deliver creative, innovative technology solutions to the table. And so, technology itself does really need its own agile approach. And what I mean by agile is being really clear about what the outcomes should be, not the journey to get there. So leaning on some of those agile principles, it replaces the written RFP document with the chance for buyers and suppliers to co-collaborate, to sit down together with what those outcomes need to be, and then to create solutions that really map to the supplier's capabilities, so another thing that RFPs do is they say, this is exactly what we want and how we want to receive it. And the supplier then has to turn their own machinery into that sausage factory. Well, that doesn't always work. There's often you know hacks and fudges made the way the supplier would normally work to sort of accommodate those requirements. So it's really important that the buyer and the supplier sit down at the table, look at each other in the eye, work together. The buyer puts their own stamp on the design that they can feel they can consume it. And what happens if you get in a workshop type approach over an RFP type approach is you also learn. So another agile principle coming in here where you fail fast, you learn from your mistakes, you adapt. So if you do something at the beginning of the dialogues with the suppliers, you might then adjust the rest of your process and the questions that you ask. You might learn that actually what you're asking for is total gibberish, can't be done. But it's incredible if you actually look someone in the eye and explain what you mean, how much better they understand what you're asking for, and how much better they're able to articulate what it is they can and can't do. But also during that process, if you really have a good dialogue with a supplier eye to eye, then things like the inherent risk within the project are much more likely to be surfaced, much more likely to be addressed. The demands on the Buying organization what they need to bring to the table and what's more likely to be understood people just work better when they're talking and having a, a face-to-face conversation and constructing something creative so agile sourcing is all about moving off an arm's length paper exchange and into a collaborative face-to-face dialogue that constructs the solution and when you take that step you stop comparing apples with apples i like to say to my clients i use the metaphor. Um, think about moving from apples and apples to comparing a basket of fruit, right? You might end up with three or four different, very different solutions that all achieve the outcomes that you were looking for to a greater or lesser extent. But you get to choose the shape and the color and the format that they come in. And you can suddenly start to compare those solutions against those outcomes instead of price, because you have moved off of that very static formulaic way of asking for what it is that you want. So those are the main benefits. But the big one that always gets the procurement folks interested, the headline that I like to use and sort of slap across the base for why we do this, is that our data tells us that if you buy something through an RFP process compared to an agile sourcing process, an agile sourcing process, the same thing will cost you twenty to forty percent less than if you buy it on an RFP document. So, if nothing else, save the money. Do it that way. <laughs> I mean, I'm a big fan of all the take the risk out, land the benefits, ensure that you get the value, but then it's not my money, I suppose. When it comes down to it, it's just cheaper if you buy it this way. And the reason that it's cheaper is because suppliers going into this process do two things. The first thing is they don't pass on all the costs of integrating themselves into this long, lengthy, horrible RFP process with you onto you. Effectively, you pay for the suppliers, so they'll pass, put that into their price to you. The second thing is is that you end up um really having a good rummage around in the solution. You get to the bottom of what that will look like. You mitigate the risks together. And what that does is it takes all the contingency and risk cost out of the supplier's proposition. They don't feel the need to risk load or contingency load the price because they have understood what it is they're delivering with you a lot more clearly. So those two areas are where you take cost out and that can be significant.
0: That's a really good point on just that last point you made around contingency, because there's always like a one-liner in the RFP response of just this risk pot, right? That sometimes the suppliers will chuck in and they normally have a very large number against it and you have no way to almost assess via an RFP because you started it at the beginning, you have a very small window, like you said, normally to have some, it's not collaboration, right, is it? It's normally someone putting some information in a spreadsheet based on some Q&A and you kind of give it to everyone, but then you don't really talk to anyone. And then you choose who you want to go with. And then the risk is kind of covered up. So that's a, it's a really good point. I was just thinking in terms of if someone's running one of these, these processes and they're trying to do all of this, is there like an ideal number of suppliers you'd be running this process with simultaneously? Or is it just really dependent on what you're buying there?
1: It can depend on what you're buying. But mostly, we like to go into the process with three. Sometimes four suppliers, if there is an incumbent supplier that has to be included as well, which is common for people to want to include their incumbent partners to give them a shot, even if they're not very happy with them. So three to four. The reason that we really narrow that is because it's a much more intensive process in the middle where you're doing this collaborative stuff. And you don't want to do that with eight, 10, 12 suppliers, but also you'd be wasting the time of seven suppliers if you were having 12 on the table or eight suppliers, if you were having 12 on the table, you're wasting your own time. You're building all that cost back in. The real key is to being really clear about what it is you're trying to achieve and then qualifying those suppliers in at the beginning of the process so you've got really high quality. So the one thing that I say quite a lot that makes people raise an eyebrow, makes the suppliers raise two eyebrows, is typically everyone that's at the table can do the technology There's no real differentiation there, right? Really, there might be a little bit of IP or something. But frankly, if you've got three suppliers from the whole technology marketplace and you have qualified them in, they can all do the tech. That's not where you really are interested in testing their abilities. You're interested in understanding just how do they apply that to realize the benefits that you're looking for, the outcomes you're looking for. What will it be like to work with them? in collaboration? How will that relationship unfold? And the really big one that everyone always misses is what will the contract and commercial terms look like and how will that get tested? And the way that we do our agile sourcing brings commercial and contract requirements full-on into the process, in the workshop-based process. So because you're only talking to a very small number of suppliers, you can competitively evaluate the contract and the commercial offering. And it gives you the freedom to be able to go a bit backwards and forwards on one offering from one supplier in terms of maybe a commercial construct that you want to see another supplier try to incorporate. So you've got that flexibility. None of that can be achieved if you try and write all this down on
0: paper. A really good point. And especially on the contracts, that's where I I like to nerd out. And I actually ran an agile process in my last role, and we just did it with two. We only had two that we could realistically go with. And just running that contract negotiation at the same time as doing, you know, what, here's the outcome we want to achieve, gave us so much more leverage with companies that were far larger than us, like approaches we'll RFP, you agree everything, bake everything in, and then you're left with a contract, but you've already told them you're working with them, right? So they don't really have too much incentive to really change the terms, if it's their terms, or, or if you've working on your own terms, they can butter you a little bit. So it kind of removed any of that risk, though so I think that's a really, really great point to raise here. I think contracts always get forgotten about in, let's just say, the sourcing process. They're always underutilized. That's great. And Lauren, I was just thinking, a lot of procurement professionals have kind of have this entrenched way of doing procurement, which is the RFP, right? Like the RFP is kind of what every one of us is taught when we first get into procurement. It's the way procurement buys stuff. I kind of already see that as a potential challenge, right? Like, how do we get people to stop thinking about RFPs to accommodate an agile way of uh, doing procurement?
1: It's a really good question. I think it's for lack of a better alternative. There are a few alternatives out there in terms of moving away from the RFP. I think the RFP is a real safety blanket for many people, and I don't blame them, you know, for using that. There's Especially when we're buying technology, there are huge, typically, it can be huge sums at risk, not just in the spend, but also not in achieving a business outcome, and then even worse, if things fail or go wrong, you know, cybersecurity risk, et cetera. So there's a whole bunch of risk that is introduced or emphasized by way of outsourcing. And the RFP process is built up over time, try to at least mitigate those risks. Well, of course, it, it doesn't really. All it does is document them, often not completely document them. So what we really need to understand is What is it we're trying to achieve by doing this process? We're typically, and the fact that the technology market is moving faster than ever before, is more pervasive into the core capabilities of organizations than ever before. We have to recognize that these days we're trying to buy core competency and capability, mostly, or stuff that supports that. So this is really important for our organizations to achieve their objectives and the time the time to market etc so we need to a uh, process and we need to help people to understand that processes need to work fast enough to achieve those objectives for the organization and yet also need to achieve the auditability and identification of risk and mitigation of risk that procurement are looking to do and let's not Forget the old, let's make it as cheap as possible, best price. And so there's the need to smoosh together two very competing demands. One is, let's go slow, understand the risk, check all the boxes, be very auditable. And the other one is, our organization just really needs this technology or capability to deliver our business goals, et cetera. So we have to bring those two things together. And in the way that we do agile sourcing, we find that risk is reduced by doing agile sourcing. Because if you think about an RFP, you can't possibly write down all the things that you're ever going to want. You can't possibly expect that having written something down, someone who's reading that will really understand what you mean. We've just talked about the fact that the contracts typically back-ended on the process and that the risks that you identify or haven't identified, the knowns and the unknowns, never really make it thoroughly through the contracting process. So whilst the paper might give us a feeling of a safety blanket, the actual process doesn't mitigate risk really very well at all. I've got a nice little graph that shows agile sourcing will show you more risk more quickly, but then because you're able to mitigate it through dialogue with the supplier and also parallel contract negotiation flushes out everyone's appetite for risk and closing that all down as you go, then that gets really reduced very quickly during the process to low. If you go through an RFP approach, you learn about risk. You have a lot less risk showing when you do the procurement, but the risk grows over time. So it's the opposite effect because as you learn about what the reality is of what you've bought or the supplier solution because you could never really assess it on paper, Hey, then that's how risk works. And so I think it would really help procurement people to understand that there's an alternative. It does meet, you know, you can meet auditability requirements. You can meet risk Identification requirements even better than doing it on a piece of paper. I mean, We've been the fax machine a while ago. I think it's time to in the paper-based procurement process and go digital. Huh?
0: I'm sure there's still procurement teams out there that are still using fax machines. I kid you not. When I got into procurement in uh, window, I'm just trying to, be, I started in 2015. At the back of 2015, I started in as a grad in procurement, and one of the first things that they wanted to show me was like how to scan and fax. And I was like, I've never even seen a fax machine in my life, but like this business was just, it was entrenched everywhere. So I'm always fearful that you know, a lot of teams are still so behind it, right? In terms of their approach to technology, That's something like this, what you're saying is will sound rather alien to them. But what I would say is like, if anyone listening to this is like the sound of this, that they should just reach out to yourself, Lauren, because uh, you can definitely help a lot of people in this space, get upskilled very quickly. I love a good problem
1: and a challenge, and I'm really happy to chat to anyone about any problems, challenges that they've got in procurement. I'm not precious about our IP and sharing what we do, how we do it, what we've learned. We've had five solid years testing this, and it works so well, supported in terms of the process. A lot of organizations that start off really concerned and skeptical about it, at the end are saying, could you just come back and then teach us how to do this so we could just do it all the time ourselves? So yeah, I think, and it's one reason why Horizon 7, I'm really keen that we always deliver our processes by putting in milestones. So we say, we're going to get you to this point by this time. You only have to pay us when we get you to that point by that time and you're happy. And the reason that I do that is because I'm so confident in the processes that we run the way we can do it. But also, I believe that, you know, you need to put your own skin in the game and take people on that journey and give them confidence that what you've said will happen will happen. And a lot of that flows down into the agile sourcing process. It's very milestone based. It's very predictable about what's going to happen and when. And that also really helps suppliers to plan and engage. We get loads of really good feedback from the supplier technology supplier community about the processes that we run and how effective they've been.
0: Absolutely. I'm uh, completely on board with this way of thinking. I've had a couple of other guests, Michelle Vita from Datadog and uh, Hannah McDonald from Monzo. And uh, both of them really are into this agile way of doing procurement. They've kind of, I don't know, perhaps they issued the odd RFP for certain things, but this is the way they want to work. I said, Lauren, this was incredible. Really informative. I could probably talk all day about agile procurement. I just want to finish off with just two quick fire questions. So, this one is what is one piece of tech that you absolutely cannot live without? It doesn't have to be related to procurement, it could be hardware, software.
1: For oh, me. Oh, God, my iPhone. I run my whole business on my iPhone. Really rarely, all oh, my banking, payroll, obviously, email, everything. I couldn't live without my iPhone. I don't get my laptop unless I have to really love to just work in all different places and remotely being locked to a desk in a laptop is um is never my favorite place
0: yeah i always find it can uh, somewhat stifle creativity just being at a desk all day right like uh yeah i've been using in my role here at gatekeeper using my phone way more than ever before like i can just go anywhere and just work and do pretty much i, do, I can't think of one piece of work i can't do that i can't do on my phone i agree and uh This last question is kind of weird, and it still weirds me out every time I say it. So I want you to imagine that I am a procurement genie, and you have one wish with me that I can grant about procurement. What would your wish be?
1: My wish would be that everyone who's involved in procurement could understand that there's a better way than doing RFPs instantly. I just like everybody on the planet to understand that there's an alternative.
0: That'd be quite incredible. Lauren, thank you so much for coming on. It's been a pleasure talking to you today. Likewise. Procurement Reimagined is brought to you by Gatekeeper. To find out more about Gatekeeper and how our vendor and contract lifecycle management solution is delivering visibility, control and compliance to our customers, visit www.gatekeeperhq.com. And then make sure to search for Procurement Reimagined in Apple Podcasts, Spotify and Google Podcasts or anywhere else that podcasts are found. Make sure to click subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. On behalf of the team here at Gatekeeper, thanks for listening.